Welcome to Anointed Leadership for Ministers. Pastor Terry Linscott is a powerful man of God and genuine leader who God has anointed to guide and grow pastors and ministry leaders. Prepare for a genuine and heartfelt message full of scriptural wisdom and lived experience designed to strengthen and develop the anointing on your life for effective leadership in ministry. Everybody, welcome back to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Linscott. I am so grateful that you're joining me. Uh, today, we're going to start a couple of uh, uh, teachings and, and thought processes of what I would consider maybe a series of episodes. I don't want to just do a part one, part two, but I'm talking about killers of growth in leadership, killers of growth in organizations, killers of growth in even in church and ministry, things that just stunt and kill growth. And so today we're going to begin that process. But before we jump into it, I just want to ask you, like I always do, number one, if you've never subscribed to the channel, go ahead and do that for me and hit the notification bell there that you're reminded every time we drop these. We do drop them every other Thursday. Uh, and so you'll get a new new content coming out every other Thursday. Starting August of this year, I'm going to be dropping some uh, bonus episodes. And so be watching for those uh, little things or maybe, maybe five minutes clips, things like that, that just are bonus that may help you in leadership. The second thing I want to ask you to do is to hit the share button on this. If you could share this with your friends, your family, your coworkers, anybody that you believe this content would add value to their life, to their leadership, to their ministry, to their organization, greatly appreciate that. And lastly, uh, if this content is actually helping you and adding value to you, just drop me a comment, drop me a line, send me an email. Uh, you can check out all my information at terrylenscott.com. You can email me from there. You can request information. You can drop a question and we can be uh, glad to give you our, our perspective on the answer of that question on our next show or upcoming shows. Hey, I'm just grateful that you're joining me. I'm grateful that this has been a, a part of your journey and your leadership uh, and you're joining me on my leadership today. And again, I'm starting a series of, of thoughts on killers of growth. I think we could talk about various different things that kill growth, right? You could talk about the economy kills growth. You could talk about location kills growth. You could talk about uh, the way the, the demographics in your community, it could kill growth. But I want to be, be very specific. And actually, what I want to do is bring to the table today great transparency in my leadership, uh, a few things that has recently happened in my own uh, ministry, in my own church, uh, and that I've watched it and I've seen it before, but it really grabbed my attention and it grabbed a hold of me recognizing that if I don't deal with this, it will kill growth in my, in my church, in my ministry, and as we are growing. And so I want to jump into that. I want to ask you this question. Have you ever heard a thought like this when you're trying to do something in leadership, you're bringing something new to the table? You ever heard somebody say this, we have never done it that way before? <laughs> or maybe they re rephrase it to, we've always done it this way. And so one of those two statements means that there is no other option. It's not, it's not well invited or accepted of a new way of doing things. Uh, so the other day I was in, in the uh, ministry uh, here at the church and I was uh, talking to a leader and uh, they made a statement to me and it perked my ears up and they said the eight words that will destroy uh, growth. And I thought, well, this is interesting. And he said, 
Uh, we have never done it that way before. And I thought about that. And then I go to look at my own team and I think this is some statements that I'm hearing. Well, we've never done it like that, or we've always done it this way. And we're adamant about it because we're comfortable with the success that we're having. The problem is to have greater levels of success requires greater levels of risks. And right now, as I'm shooting this podcast, we are taking the greatest risk that we've ever taken in God and in faith to believe God to do some great things. And it requires great audacity to believe God and the leadership. And so I want to challenge you today is that this is a, this is a killer of growth. The mindset of we've always done it this way, or we've never done it that way. That is a killer to growth. It's a mindset. It's a mindset that doesn't even allow a small risk. Uh, and, and we've heard this before in business, small risks equals small rewards. Great risks equal great rewards. And I think that most leaders are interested in and we're comfortable with some small rewards, but our ultimate goal is to have great rewards, right? The Bible says this, that greater things you shall do, Jesus said. So we're always interested in greater. Great leaders are interested in greater they're not interested in average. They're not interested in uh, the status quo. Great leaders are always interested in doing more and doing better and reaching new heights and discovering greater potentials in not just themselves, their business, their organization, their ministry, but even in their team. And so you and I as leaders, we have to be willing to take great risks. And to do that, we have to eliminate the statement, we've always done it that way, or the statement, we have never done it th the, that way before. So we have to eliminate those two uh, phrases from our vocabulary and begin to make some strides of change to create greater growth. Uh, President Woodrow Wilson, I think he said it best. I heard this statement the other day, and he said, if you want to make enemies try to change something. <laughs> Woo, I don't know about you, but in church world, if you try to change something, if you just simply move a person's seat, somebody that's been a part of a church, they've come in, they've sat in the same seat, they, the, the, you do that. And in our ministry and, and various times, we've adjusted seating, we've changed the way the flow of the sanctuary is. I just took over a church in Central City, Kentucky and pastoring it, and I flipped the whole sanctuary. Uh, nothing intentional. I did not do it intentionally to, to rub people the wrong way, but you could see uh, and all my Central City folks, God bless you today. But you could see the brain ticking, the, uh, the, the wires getting crossed. And you could understand some people were thinking, uh, well, where am I going to sit? Well, that's not what I normally do. I prefer this seat. And this is what Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson was saying. If you want to make enemies, try to change something. Well, I'm not trying to make an enemy. What I'm trying to do is, is generate an attitude of growth that comes with requiring to do something different. If I always do what I'm always done, I'm always going to get what I've always gotten. And I think we have to break that mentality. We have to break that cycle in leadership. And we've got to put 
push not only ourselves to newer heights, but we got to push the people that follow us. We got to push our ministries, our organizations, our companies to new heights and new potential and new levels. There's always more. I'm a firm believer that when God created mankind, he created us to do two things, be fruitful and multiply. Everything in God should go forward. Everything in God should increase. Everything created should reproduce and increase. And so I want to just challenge you today. One of the biggest killers to growth or progress is we've always done it this way or we've never done it that way. And so this is a killer and we want to establish how do we change the mindset of that to, to create uh, a mindset of growth or, or progress. Well, I want to give you four thoughts today as we're into this one. And these are pretty simple. In my opinion, leadership is very simple. Uh, the, the, the ability to be successful is simple. It is just uh, taking the bull by the horn, if you will, and doing something. So let's talk about these simple thoughts, these simple steps that Terry, I'm looking at this in my, this is transparency. It just happened in my own ministry. And so I want to take this thought and say, we have to understand that it, it goes across the board, but if that's our mindset, we will always have what we've always gotten. And we've got to change some things. Number one, if we're going to accept change to produce growth, number one, you have to recognize recognize what we are doing isn't working or maybe it's working but it's it's it is so predictable this is always what i'm going to get we can't forecast we can't we can't say that we're projected to grow by 20% we can't say we're projected to even grow by 6% because we're going to continue to get everything we've gotten until we recognize that what we are doing isn't working for growth it's really having an awareness of where you are and where you want to go. This is kind of the mindset. You know, something uh, something not working creates needs for adjustment. Uh, let me just put it to you in the simple terms. The chiropractor is really my best friend at times. Um, I used to have a herniated neck and or a disc in my neck. And every time that that thing would pop, I couldn't move. I was hurting. I was frail. I, I mean, it slept wrong. I was in pain all the time. But if I go to the chiropractor, he just adjusts the that vertebrae. He twists just enough and pops that vertebrae back in so that it's not sitting on the nerve creating the problem. It, it isn't even the nerve that's the problem. It's the vertebrae out. It's something out of place, which creates the need for adjustment. You have to understand there is something misplaced or not even installed that is creating the, 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 the lag or the hindrance inside your organization, inside your ministry. And so you have to become aware of that. What is that thing, right? Adjustments are recommended mostly because of stagnation. That's why we have to adjust We because we don't have a flow. It's just sitting there. Everything is still the same. You could have a ton of stuff coming in and nothing going out, and you're just going to stay the same. It's the Dead Sea. This is what we understand. Adjustments are recommended mostly because of stagnation. And if you're stagnant in your business, you're stagnant in your church, you're stagnant in your organization, make an adjustment, but you got to become aware of that, right? Insanity, we know this, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result. What you have to do is stop being insane as a leader. So do I. I have to stop being insane as a leader, acknowledge my fault, acknowledge where I'm at, recognize what I've done wrong or what's going on in the team, become aware of that and shift 
that from what I've always done to something new, right? You've got to understand this. Be a thermometer before you can be a thermostat. This is You've got to take the temperature. Check it out. This is why we have analytics. This is why we have statistics. This is why we have reports. We have P&Ls. We have all of these things that we that are, are to our resource and our benefit if we would just use them as thermometers. Not frustrated about where we are, but just take the temperature. Recognize where you are and what you're missing, right? Inside of this, let me help you. If you have a team and whether your team is one person or 50 people, you have to allow people to be transparent with you. You've got to create the open door on the floor with your team to speak candid and clear. This is part of recognizing that what we're doing isn't working and there is a problem. Ultimately, the problem could be you, leader. It could be me, leader. It could be that senior person in the way because they've got this mindset. We've never done it that way before, or we've this is the way we've always done it. So we have to shift that and allow people on our team that are for us. They're they're not against us. They are want to they want to support us. They want to support the vision. They want to support the mission. And you've got to give them freedom to be transparent. This is how you'll recognize and become aware. Many times we are blinded to what even the problem is because we have the mindset. Uh, we've never done it that way, or this is the way we've always done it. We're blinded because we can't see past the the rea- results of what we're getting because of the way we're doing it. We've got to be willing to accept change to produce growth. And one of those ways is to recognize, number two, once you've recognized it, that there this is a problem, that is a problem. For example, the church that I took over in Central City. Uh, great pastors there. Shout out to them if they're listening to me. Uh, and the people, they're great people. It's got a decent building. There's nothing wrong with the building, in my opinion. There is room for growth. There's room for parking. Uh, there's a room for a lot of different things. Uh, what I did is I just flipped the sanctuary for an easier flow, just simple flow, right? So what me and my team went in on the first Sunday, and, and we started talking about it and looking at it. I basically said, I've got this vision. Now I can see something different. Different. I can see where we could put certain things. What I did is I was open and, 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 uh, and allowing them to be transparent to talk to me. But then what we did is explore the options of different. What could be different that would generate an atmosphere that that drives home success, an atmosphere that some people will say, well, that makes more sense. An atmosphere of, of like, I, why didn't we think of this before? Because we don't think of things new because we never realize that they need to be adjusted because we're comfortable. Listen, what we've always done. This is the problem. And the minute you recognize it, now you have to explore those options. Here's what you have to do to explore the options. The team that's being transparent to you, you've got to give them freedom uh, and room to not be yes men. I call it eliminate the yes man mentality on your team. Don't just be a yes man. Just don't tell me what I need to hear, what I want to hear. Be open and honest with me with your opinion, your perspective, your viewpoint, whatever that is. You've got to open the discussion on the floor to anything. Anything is available to be discussed. Any finger can be pointed. If you're going to explore the option to be different, you've got to also explore the the reasons why we aren't aren't growing. So you've got to create an opportunity on the floor that we have this roundtable discussion 
Everything is free game. We're not personal or attacking. We are just opening the conversation to explore the reasons why and why not, right? Nothing is a bad idea, nor is there a stupid idea. Every idea is is penciled down. And then we may review those after we do some research after the meeting. So what we have to do, if we're going to see change come and we're going to get past the idea that we've always done it this way or we've never done it that way, you've got to create an opportunity to explore options, but bef- but not just at the table. Now you've got to go research them op- options, go study them, create strategies. How What's the work going to look like? How is it going to happen? What's the time frame, right? You've got to look at that. And part of that exploring is you, you have the open conversations, you go away and do research, you come back and you have a conversation that presents information that was found on this is what we can see and what we can determine. One, if you're going to create change, you got to get past that mindset. You've got to recognize or be aware that there's there's something that has to adjust. Two, explore the options. How? Create, uh, create transparency and vulnerability amongst the team. Everything is open for conversation. Allow your team to discuss things and give you options and give you things to do. It's the hardest thing for a leader is to delegate. The second hard, the second thing that's hardest is giving permission for people on the team to point out faults. And that's what I'm talking about. That's how you explore options uh, that, to, that create different inside your team. One, recognize, become aware. Two, explore the options. Three, Now you must establish a plan to attack the new, Uh, explore options of something different, and then establish a plan that will attack the new. This is what you have to do, create the strategy. I'm a firm believer. I'm watching it in our ministry. So our ministry uh, in, in, what is it, August of 2022, I had four staff members, myself and four. And we were doing things and we were doing okay, but the weight and the load of the ministry was getting larger because the vision was evolving and growing. What I did is I hired other, I hired six other, and I actually didn't hire them right off the bat. They all quit their jobs and come to work for me for free. Uh, and I was hiring them at, in the order in which I had talked to them. I never intended to hire them at that time, but they just obey God. It's amazing what God does. But what happened was, is we had always, the four or five of us were doing it in such a way, one way. And it was great. It was working. It was more of the mom and pop. Now we're becoming a global, really a global reach and a regional reach ministry. And I needed those staff members because of the load was getting heavier. And when you plan a church, take over a church, you create crusades, you're having a ministerial association, you have all these things. There's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of development in a Bible college that's establishing in August of 2024. So you have all of this. Well, I need staff to help me. Well, when I do it that way, we realized really quickly that we were successful when we were small, but the same things that we were doing were actually going to destroy us. It was going to sink the ship. Here's what I believe. Strategies are important. The systems is what makes and breaks you. Strategies and systems, the things that are in place to, to, to do the work are the things that make or break a business or success. It's not the goals. It's not the vision. We had all of that. But we recognized the moment we brought in six other members of, of the staff that our systems were broken, our strategies were broken, and we were, we were unable to continue in the route we were going to sustain the growth that was happening. So we had to establish a plan to attack the 
new. And that's what we did. We have shifted so many different things in the ministry, in leadership, things that are the foundational, uh, things that we just, we are not touching. And we did it because we understood that the growth required a greater level of strategy. If we kept doing what we were doing, said things like, we've never done it that way before, or we've always done it this way, we would we would be sinking this ship right now. Here's how you establish a plan. You, you're a, you be attainable and realistic in your strategy. Don't set high bars. Don't set things that are unrealistic. Just make them attainable. By simply doing this, create checkpoints along the way. How do you look at that? Where do we, what's our, what's our checkpoint? How do we know what we're doing? Let's do a review, right? Have a stat, a review of the status of what we're doing. Don't move too early, right? Establish a plan. Allow for delegation to be carried out. Allow people to fulfill their job. Don't pull the plug too early. Establish a plan. We did that. We started in maybe October of last year, 2022. And, and right now in May, where I'm shooting this, we now have devised by June 15th, uh, that plan should be established. Look at the amount of time it took us to establish a bunch of new things. A lot of just putting things on paper, creating a documents and creating ways of doing things. And it's shifting the way we do them. But it took some time. I'm talking about being attainable. Be realistic. Don't overextend yourself or exert yourself where you're just, look, uh, decline and uh, something of destruction is inevitable. Set yourself up for success, not for failure, right? Establish checkpoints, create delegation, set a plan, establish a plan. One, recognize that what we're doing isn't working. Create awareness in your team. Two, explore options that are different. Give op- open the floor for transparency. Three, establish a plan to attack the new. Go after it. Establish it. Four, here is the simplest one. Do it. Just get out of the boat, man. Start doing what you said you wanted to do. Why? Because the on the other side of the storm, on the other side of the, the struggle, on the other side of the problem is greater success. We are designed to be fruitful and multiply. We're designed to increase and to grow and to do more, not stay the same, not be stagnant. You have to do what Peter did. Get out of the boat. Listen, and if you fail... Get back up. It's exactly what the Bible says. If you fall six, you get up seven, right? Peter fell, got back up, and walked again on the water. Understand this. You must trust the process. And that's the hard part in leadership. Again, this is from experience. This is exactly where my team's at. And it's exactly where my leadership was at. And we said things like this. We said, we've always done it that way. We've also said, we have never done it that way before. We've said things like that, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We've said things like that. What we found, though, is when we actually take the thermometer and test the water, we look like we're having a temperature, we're sick, because what we're doing isn't working. And so we must do something different. We decided, I, as the senior leader of this ministry and this organization, if you will, decided that I'm no longer interested in the status quo and I'm more interested in in growth for the vision than I am staying the same and comfortable. How do you do it? You're aware. You recognize that what you're doing isn't working. You explore different options to, to create the path. You establish a plan and you go do it. Listen, I challenge you. 
If, if I can help you in your business, your organization, your church, I promise you, I understand this process. I understand the concept and I understand the fear that it takes to get out of that, that area of your life. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you a year, a year ago, less than that, October, 2022, and it's May now, 2023, we are a totally different ministry and a different team because of this thought process right here. And we are doing more than we've ever thought we could do because we decided to do something different to promote growth. I challenge you, put these things into practice. Reach out to me if I can help you. I promise you, I want to help you. Hey, next time I'm going to do Killers of Growth. I'm going to do kind of a part two in the series. You don't want to miss it in a couple of weeks. Join us there. Until then, I call you blessed and thanks for tuning in and may the anointing of God get all over you to do everything God has called you to do in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us on Anointed Leadership for Ministers, where we equip you to walk in the full anointing of God. Remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell for more opportunities to grow and become skillful in your anointing and leadership. Your journey to becoming a strong and anointed leader starts here.